You're listening to A Prophet, a collaboration between Sakhlain and Al-Hujja Islamic Seminary. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider becoming our patron by donating at sakhlain.org support. Now, something interesting happens here. I would like to briefly discuss it with you. One report states that when the Prophet was on his way to Bani al-Mustalaq, they came across a mushrik spy. They caught a mushrik spy who had come to spy on the Muslims. So Al-Harith, the leader of Bani al-Mustalaq, had sent this spy to monitor the activities of Muslims and tell Bani al-Mustalaq what the Muslims are up to. So the Prophet asked the spy, The Prophet told him, Who sent you? He did not say anything. Where did you come from? He did not reveal any sensitive information. So the Prophet told him, I invite you to Islam. Stop your path of corruption and siding with the enemies and siding with the corrupt pagans. Come become Muslim. He refused. So the narration states, Umar ibn al-Khattab, was commanded by the Prophet to behead him. And so Umar beheaded him. This is the narration. I personally don't trust such claims. Because the Prophet when it comes to important events like that, we never see in Sahih hadiths that he would delegate them to Umar ibn al-Khattab. It seems to me, that this is a fabrication to show that Umar was that warrior whom the Prophet trusted and that he's the one who killed the spy. And many, many times we find in fabricated hadiths that Umar tells the Prophet, kill this person, let me behead this person. Showing that he's that warrior who wants to fight and he's so brave, which is not the case. And this is based on historical facts. So I personally don't trust such claims. I really don't know if the Prophet had him beheaded or not. But let's assume, let's assume that the narration is authentic. Let's assume that it happened. The Prophet issuing that command or allowing the spy to be executed. Is that problematic? Is that unmerciful? Is that unethical? Okay, so one argument is this could contradict the verse that says, La ikraha fiddin. But here's my question. Why did the Prophet have him beheaded assuming that this is a Sahih Hadith? Again, I myself, I doubt the report. However, assuming it's correct, why did the Prophet behead, have, accept this punishment for him? Is it because he didn't become Muslim? Because he was a spy. Not because he refused to become Muslim. Yes, the Prophet gave him a way out. You can compensate for your evil action, come and join us and be a Muslim and we'll forgive you. He refused. Because he was a spy, he was beheaded. Now why is a spy beheaded in this case? Because if the Prophet had released him, and he goes to Bani al-Mustalaq, and he informs them of sensitive uh, information regarding Muslims, that enables the enemy to kill Muslims and win the war. And that way innocent people get killed. And the evil ones triumph. You have to stop that. 
If the only way to stop that is by beheading a spy, then for the well-being of society, you have to do that. Just like here in the United States in the Constitution, we've spoken about that in our previous biography classes. You have in the American Constitution that the death penalty is a reasonable punishment for treason, right? Why? The question is why? Because when someone commits treason, an American who commits treason and collaborates with the enemy and spies for the enemy, he's undermining the security of Americans. People can get killed because of that. So you have to stop such people, even if it's the death penalty. So assuming that the hadith is correct, it's justified given what, had, given what was happening. You have a tribe who's planning to make a surprise attack on Medina. The Prophet somehow comes to know this, he verifies it. So the Prophet is coming to stop them. If you let the spy go, he will leak sensitive information and Muslims will get killed. You can't let that happen because they are innocent people. Those are the aggressors. Bani al-Mustalaq is the aggressor, not the Muslims. So now how do you feel about this hadith? Of course, assuming that it's an authentic hadith. Do you find it unethical given the circumstances of that time? Or no, the Prophet acted responsibly. Be honest. If he, was, if he had been released, he would have gone and leaked the information. Because the Prophet gave him a way out. See, that's the beauty of Islam. Had the Prophet, according to the hadith, if the hadith was this way, the Prophet captured the spy, he immediately had him beheaded. You could say, okay, you know, give him a chance. The Prophet gave him a chance. What about keeping him as a prisoner of war until the end of the war? Keeping him as a prisoner of war? Until the end of war. Now, we don't know the circumstances of the expedition. Maybe that was not an option or they feared that he would somehow flee, we don't know. Or maybe the Prophet is sending a signal to other spies, don't come. If you get caught, you'll get killed. That deters them. Exactly, so according to the US Constitution, if you arrest a, uh, someone guilty of treason, Give them a life sentence. Why kill them? What, what's the rational philosophy behind the, this punishment in the Constitution? So if you were to ask an American um, expert on law and tell him what was the rationale behind it, what, what possible answers could you get? I guess um, he would say he would never be able to trust them. But really, I mean, at the time, Islam had so many enemies, you can't really trust them. No, you can't really trust them, but just put them in prison for life. Why kill him? The person who committed treason, okay, we can't trust him anymore. Lock him up somewhere, arrest him, put him in some jail. Why does the constitution say that the death penalty is appropriate? It's, it's a suitable punishment, why? And by the way, the US killed in 1964, the Rosenbergs. I think they were husband and wife. They were accused of collaborating with the enemy or committing treason or revealing sensitive information about, about the US, they were executed. Maybe it's to send a signal to deter other potential people who want to make commit treason. So we don't exactly know why they did not keep him as a prisoner of war, but it, it served a rational purpose. This is all assuming that the hadith is sahih.